Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. And now it's time to... Hey! Hey! Come here. I said, come here. Recycle. Reboot, reuse, recycle, right? Isn't that what we Yeah. Look, here's what's important. Because they'll they will have read the name of the the show. Mm -hmm. They will have seen the logo. They will have heard the credits. Mm -hmm. What they don't know is that this is uh, all thanks to our special Patreon producer, Dr. DNA. Mm. Thank you very much, Doctor. Thanks, Dr. DNA. Dr. DNA has uh, quested us with a very simple task. We are to watch a movie and then watch its remake. Yes. Uh, you might remember a show we did called Duology Theater. We watched a movie in its sequel. Mm -hmm. This is s similar-ish and that we're, you know. And that we'll be watching two films and comparing them. Yeah. Well, these episodes will always come out in pairs. Uh, for example, this episode, as the title I, I'm sure suggested, is about the 1969 film True Grit. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we have some sections that we're going to go through just to sort of um, make it easier to fully appreciate this movie and compare it to the remake. Um, I, I did a lot of thought tom into like what what are we gonna achieve here by doing this by watching movies and their remakes um well i think the what i would assume the idea would be is to talk about which one is the better version and why or yeah. if the two films can coexist uh because they're so different or different yeah, enough that's the thing is that what is sometimes they are what do we feel even about remakes? Because it really does vary a it lot. It depends. There are, yeah. there are remakes that are better than the originals. There are remakes that feel like they should be, someone should go to jail for making them. Mm -hmm. And there are others that kind of almost feel like companion pieces because yep. they'll take one element that maybe wasn't explored in the other version and, and go into that. And ultimately, I think people got very mad at remakes for a while, but we've had we've been with them for a very long Forever. time. They used to remake stuff even more frequently. Um, yeah, yeah, like uh, oh gosh, I mean a lot of Wizard of Oz. Wizard, Wizard of, Oz, of Oz, they made a bunch a of those. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I guess that's an adaptation. Maltese Falcon is a remake, right? Um, ben so Hur, I believe, is a remake. I, I think the the. A remake is a neutral idea, I think. Yeah, particularly particularly if they're adaptations, like True Grit is. True Grit's an adapted from a novel. Yes, and so I think ultimately there is no nothing we need to... Uh, there isn't meaning. There isn't a deeper meaning. Mm -mm. That, I guess that's where I was getting at. Is I was like, what does this show need to accomplish in terms of talking about remakes? I don't think it uh, needs as to a say... concept... Yeah, I don't think we need to come to any kind of conclusion about the concept of remakes. It's just sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't. Yeah. 
And so this is probably just going to be some fun. Yeah. I do think we're going to what I what I what I am interested in is when we get to the remake portion. Uh, when we start talking about the remake and what it means versus what the original means, we're going to learn probably. S- it, I th- I think what makes it interesting is um, when a remake is done way later, we get to sort of see how the morals of our time have changed or of that time has changed mm-hmm. what it says about us. Cause we're telling the same story in a new era yeah. And our sensibilities are different. So I think we're going to get a lot of interesting stuff there um, uh, going forward. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Mostly we're going to have some chuckles, right? Yeah, it's going to have. It's going to be some chucks. We're going to have chucks. some grins, some gigs. Yeah, grins and gigs. Uh, anything else? Just those three? I think just those three. All right. Uh, let's dive into fucking True Grit then. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. This is directed by who? Who directed this? Henry some Hathaway? Guy. Okay, some guy. Nobody you would immediately think like you would. Yeah, you, you I mean, guess, he's you done... guess like I don't know John John Ford. No, yeah, <laughs> no, the motherfucker's done like seventy films though. Of course um, he has. All, all these but, all these <laughs> motherfuckers have. Yeah, let's start with the plot, I guess, for people who haven't seen it. I I, I would say, um, do people need to see this? I think people need to watch one version of True Grit. It's a good story. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say this at the top of it. You can watch the version that doesn't have a white supremacist in it. Like that that's uh John Wayne, you know. Oh. Not great. He's not great. No, he's not great. <laughs> he's not great. I mean, he's dead, so He's super You're not going to get you're not going to give him he's money by seeing this. He's been dead for like this. way long. Most people in this movie are dead. His last movie had a young Ron Howard in it. That's how dead he is. This movie has yeah. this movie has young Robert Duvall and young Dennis Hopper in it. Yeah, um, the he's next what? level dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's so he's super been dead, dead for like a thousand years. Yeah. So you're not you're not giving him any money. I don't think. I don't know how the afterlife works. Mm-mm. I don't think you get money. Yeah. I think you might. You may get like a preloaded card when you first show up, but I don't think. You right. Can, I don't think you can refill it. Uh. The remake, of course, that we'll get to is the Coen Brothers remake done, uh, I don't know when, recently, right? Like 2000, It feels like a 2014, 2015. 2010. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's like 11 years ago. That sucks. It's a lot like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, but this, I had, had you seen this movie? Yes. Um, but not. I don't think since I was a kid. Oh, okay. It's one of those movies that, like, I'm very familiar with the box art because it lived on my parents' shelf. <laughs> right. I hadn't seen this movie. I haven't seen too many John Wayne films. Uh, I had seen his final one, the Ron Howard one, The Shootist. The Shootist, yeah. Uh, which I enjoyed. It's a good movie. Uh, I, I've enjoyed 100% of the John Wayne films I've seen, uh, which are two films, this and The Shootist. You haven't seen you haven't seen the Searchers. I don't think so. I'm not a westerns guy. Hmm. And even this movie, I well, all right. Let's get into the plot. Okay. Uh, for people who don't know, yeah. You want you want to tell it? You want to say the plot? Hmm. 
Should we say okay. it together at okay. the same time? Yeah, we should just shout it. We should try to drown each other's voices out. Okay. Uh, no, I'll Plot go. fight! <laughs> Plot fight! Um, so the movie is about Maddie Ross, who is, I think, 14. She's a young teenager. Um, her father gets murdered by this real piece of shit uh, named Tom Chaney. Yeah. Um, and nobody seems terribly interested in catching him uh is we're in i forget when this takes place it's in the it's in the old goddamn west there's cowboys and it's, shit it's, it's fucking cowboys. cowboy time man when you could just ride <laughs> off into the mountains and just nobody yeah. would ever find you <laughs> we're still like uh battling with native americans like, yeah, and they're both both rooster cogburn and labeef are civil war veterans so it's like it's like the 1880s yeah um so she uh, hires this real cantankerous uh, uh, coffin nail of a son of a bitch named Rooster Cogburn. Right. Uh, to tra- he's, a, he's a marshal. Uh, she hires him to track down Chaney uh, and, and, and bring him to justice specifically for her father's murder. And they encounter this other guy named Labeef, who's a Texas Ranger who is also hunting Chaney, but because Chaney killed a senator... And like the senator's favorite dog, I think. Right. Um, so at first she's like, "Well, all right, yeah, sure. You you seem to be a, a person of means and skill that's a little more put together than Rooster Cogburn." And then he's like, "Well, no, I'm going to take him back to Texas so he can hang for killing the senator." And she's like, "Nope." Do-do-do. He's also a weird creep. He is. He's a real. He's a weird blowhard that like. There's a scene where he first meets her and they're talking. And she starts dunking on him because he he talks a mean game, but he's he's really yeah, just kind of full of hot air. He's kind of a fuck up. Um, and then he's he has this incredible line. It's like I've I had a mind to steal a kiss from you, and now I'm now I just assume prop smack you or whatever. Um, and then she's like, oh, either either uh, proposition sounds equally as distasteful, something like that, basically. Yeah. She, she fucking torches his ass every single chance she gets. Yes. Uh, and he's an extremely easy target. <laughs> like yeah, late, later a- on in the film, like she and Rooster Cogburn are just taking turns rinsing his ass. Yeah, he just sucks. He's, yeah, he's he- a lot of talk, but he's clearly he doesn't have that much experience. He fucks up that, that turkey that he shoots. He, he fucks up a lot. He does one good thing, and he fucks everything else up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the point of his character. Yeah. Um, he, he is a man who appears to have true grit, whereas Rooster Cogburn actually does, even though he's not the most amiable person to hang around with. He um, loves to pull a cork, as mm-hmm. is said about him. A lot of great lines in this. Oh, uh, the dialogue in this movie fucking rips. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Especially Maddie Ross, the little girl. Like, all of her lines are great. Yes. There's the also actress some... who plays her, Kim Darby, is great in this movie. Shout out, shout out to the line, um, you could still throw a cat through the south wall when they're talking about <laughs> the quality of a house. Yeah. So there's a lot of great lines and then a lot of lines where I'm like, the fuck? Um, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a couple of bits of like dated slang where it's like, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what the fuck. Also, I love the line, I ain't scared of no booger man. They keep talking about a booger man. <laughs> Oh yeah, and that that got me because mm-hmm. it's fun. Yeah, you ain't you're no bigger than a corn nubbin, <laughs> which I am going to use that line. 
Uh, on a cop, hopefully. Yeah, ideally. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, I, I mean, the three of them just set off into the... I don't know where they are. Yeah, uh, they, they, <laughs> into I think the west. It's like Oklahoma, Wyoming, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, it's it's in the Midwest. Um, they head out to find Cheney. They track Cheney to this notorious gang, the Ned Pepper gang. Ned Pepper is played by Robert Duvall. Just looking incredible. He's yes. Like, he's like 28 in this movie. It's amazing. He's looking like a real dirtbag. Dirtbag Duvall. <laughs> dirtbag Duvall. It's a slight upgrade from his look in uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Um. So they basically have to kill Ned Pepper's entire gang to get Cheney. Um, in the conflict, uh, Labeef is killed. Uh Maddie gets bit by a rattlesnake and Rooster has to ride her back into civilization, rides her pony to death uh, to get her there, but gets her there. She recovers and they become BFFs for life. And she's like, I will grant you the greatest honor. I will bury you next to me, Mm -hmm. which it was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. Yeah. You could just go in the uh, mountains and disappear from the law forever. You, yeah. could, you could just change your name and grow a mustache and they would never fucking find you. Oh, yeah. Fucking fantastic. It's incredible being alive yeah. in the 19th century. <laughs> yeah. Also, I guess spoilers for True Grit, a film from the 70s. Well, 60s, technically. 69. Yeah, it's the 70s. Is it? <laughs> I feel like I mean, 69 is still the 60s. No. It's just like, it's just like, whatever. Would you call, would you call 1999 the 2000s? I round up. I round up. Or is 1999 the most 90s year ever? Honestly, I would say that's the 2000s in a way. I know, I know what you're getting at, which is that it's the way generations work is you should, you shouldn't round up. You should round down. Um, Like, because I would say 2001 is still the 90s in its own way. Because mm-hmm. you're coming off of the 90s and you still have 90s sensibilities. And we're that. still getting a lot of movies that look like Mystery Men in 2001. Yep. And then something happened and we, and we changed. Oh, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, like, it's still most gen- like Lord of the Rings the came out. That's what it early, was. That's what it was. Well, mm-hmm. you look at, like, the early 80s and you're like, oof. Yeah, you're still hungover from the 70s. It's just, yeah. Yeah, you watch, like, a movie from 1981 and you're just offended. Yeah. It's like, this so is the 70s. This is bullshit. Right. It's like watching first season of the X-Files where it's like, ooh, the 80s is it's like, still you're still like a little singed <sighs> yeah. from the 80s. Scully's big shoulder pads. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mwah. It's still there Love haunting it. them. <laughs> Chef kiss. <laughs> Same with fucking Star Trek. Oh, the Star Trek is the 80s. Started in the 80s. TNG, I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, what were we talking about? The movie True Grit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were saying something about this being from the set. You were saying spoilers for a movie from the seventies, and then we right. just, we just went to Jupiter. Yeah, that's after fine. that. That's gonna happen. Look, mm-hmm. that's gonna happen. Uh, I guess let's let's get into the next section. We covered the plot. Let's talk about the people. Uh, this is where we discuss, you know, the cast. Uh, this is of course a John Wayne film. Mm-hmm. One of his. Uh, this is the only movie he won an Academy Award for. Really. Hmm. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned fucking Robert Duvall. Uh, Dennis Hopper is the one that I literally had to rewind because I missed it. 
because he he looks he's such a he's like a long hair, uh, right? But it, he gets his fucking Dennis cut off. Dennis Hopper was a long hair for a gr- good portion of his career. I know until <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's 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 just uh, it's a uh, he he's so young. He it is. Just me right. It's by. it's 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 doubly shocking because. He is like in his twenties in this episode, but also he is still visibly Dennis Hopper. I like, like that you call it an episode, but yeah, in this episode, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's well. What I love is like these eras where it's like them working with John Wayne, and they're just starting out, and it's like, oh, you guys are going to become legends, and you don't even know it yet. I love that shit. Yeah, it's where it's like. Pa- Apparently, Wilford Brimley is, is in this movie somewhere in an uncredited no. role. Yeah. Oh man! I Fuck definitely yeah. didn't. I definitely didn't see him. We should probably mention Glenn Campbell, who plays Labeef. Glenn Campbell is a singer. Yes. yes. Uh, he he did Rhinestone Cowboy. And he sure did. He did the title song to this. Uh, he was nominated for that. But uh, he. Uh, yeah, it makes sense, and we'll definitely talk more about this in the remake. But like, yeah, he's a pretty boy, right? He's a singer. Yeah, he's supposed and to he, be. He's supposed to be like the dashing, handsome one whose whose character is not actually all that great. Yeah, who's also a creep. He's yeah. he he looks good, and then he's all talk. It's it's uh, right. He's all talk, no no substance. It just, uh, yeah, it 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 works really well. Um, who else is in this? I guess we should talk about John Wayne. We also, our next section is about performance, which is just about how we like the movie and stuff. And I just want to like, like I said, I've liked all two John Wayne films I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not a good actor, is he? Well, it depends on what you're, it depends on what aspect of acting you're talking about. He, um, John Wayne is only ever John Wayne. I will agree with you there. <laughs> His acting technique is to yell. I, yeah, I think just how, that's just how he speaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yells all his lines. He does. He shouts a lot. Um, I think play, he can I, play drunk. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think John Wayne is good in at acting in the sense of he can he is believably existing in this world. If that makes sense. Like he doesn't yes. feel he doesn't feel out of place to me in any of these movies. It's like no, but this I, is where you belong. I guess it's um, and we're in we're in talking about performance. This is talking about quality. Mm-hmm. I think it's because even this classic western still feels dated as a western. For example, the opening credits. It's such a dated way to open a movie because it's just how westerns open with a song yeah. and those credits. Mm-hmm. So he fits in the time. Um, but like watching this, like, for example, the ending, which is a very emotional ending where she's asking him, like she's saying, I want you, I want you to be buried next to me. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of, um, he's supposed to be touched by it. <laughs> he's supposed to be this hardened, like gruff cowboy who she kind of finds his, her way into his heart. It really doesn't read. Because he's John Wayne. It's like she's <laughs> acting. It's like you're, it's like acting with a horse. It's like, it's got two emotions and that's about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I know what you mean. 
it's just very funny because obviously he's a classic actor. Yeah. But it's just like <laughs> Well, that di- sounds all right. I'm going to get up on my horse here and just ride off into the mountains. Yeah. After she's just like very He says, "Come heartfelt. see a fat old man sometimes." Freeze yeah. frame. And it's just like, "Whoa." This fat old guy is going to jump his fat old horse yeah. over a fence. How epic would it be if he died doing that jump? Yeah. Like he, he slams the horse into the fence, flings kills, off, and his head hits a them rock. Both. <laughs> kills the horse and himself. Yeah. But I get, I absolutely get the appeal when he says stuff like, fill your hand, you son of a bitch. And oh, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, John Wayne saying that shit. I get mm-hmm. it. Um, when he's fucking drinking and playing poker with that dude and the cat, mm-hmm. that is, I've had a, that exact night before. <laughs> with a cat named General Price. Yeah, big fan of his home life. And that's the thing, is like he can play oddly quirky uh, by still, because he's kind of a blank slate. Mm-hmm. Um, he's good. He's good. You can't tell, like, you it never occurred to me that he would be, but he's good at comedy. Yeah. Falling off that horse and like, um, pretending, uh, pretending, pretending to be drunk. That- and like the, the look when they call him on it, when he's like drinking, he's like, now nah, Ned Pepper's camp is just down there. We're going to rush in tomorrow morning. And she's like, I forget what she, I forget exactly what she says, but she basically says, well, I can't, I'm not going to talk to you when you're drunk, man. It's pointless. And then the beast's like, you're right. Yeah. It's, it's, you get one over on a fool, you're not winning anything. Right. And it cuts back to a shot of him where he's about to take another swig, but then he like he kind of like glares at them and puts the cat back on it and shoves it in his pocket. Right. I like it's a the funny little moment. The drinking arc where she says something like, "I wish you wouldn't drink," or mm-hmm. like, "I'll do this if you promise to not drink." And it's like, dude, look. If he stops drinking, he will literally explode. Yeah. Like <laughs> this this guy has been wet since you met him. Like, yeah. You don't he's, you this is he's just maintaining right now. And, and they do the thing where they don't they don't try to make it seem like she's gonna heal him. You know, like that's No, no. Um by the he, way, she, she um, does a she does a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, well that's the point. It's like she, yeah, you know, a little bit. She does a little bit, but she doesn't yeah, fundamentally change who he is. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I think part of it is also he didn't not, like. There's not much in him that really needed to be redeemed. It was just no. There was, there was the dude, the, like the hero, but just hidden in this gruff bastard exterior. I guess right. Um, yeah, and that goes to the whole themes of the movie. I think I, I also want to so, yeah. shout out to Kim Darby. She is the one who plays the girl plays maddie yeah maddie she uh she you know she has an x-files episode yes yeah season eight i believe or seven mm-hmm. so we we haven't gotten to her in our other show but uh she's still kicking i yeah, you know i was surprised i looked up her credits she is at least not credited to be in the the 2010 true grit which is weird to me she is you know, or is not? She isn't. She isn't. You know, whenever you remake something, you always stick the original actors in it, right? Uh, I don't think the Coens do that. Yeah, I guess not. Well, no, everybody does it. It's just a thing people do. Because it's like, yeah, put them in as an extra. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, Literally, also, who cares? She was also in Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. 
So she's had a rich career since True Grit is my oh, point. Oh man, yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um yeah, she's killing it. Yeah, she's Maddie. great. What I'm reading uh, this is uh pretty interesting. She was actually 21 when they made this movie. Wow. And she's playing a 14-year-old. She looks like a 14-year-old. She this. does. Yeah, I would not I mean the haircut does a lot, but Yeah, they give her like a, a the tremendous bowl cut. Yeah, they give like, her the, the bowl cut everyone had in second grade. A real bummer. A real if you were say in your 20s, it sure would be a bowl that cut would be you a wouldn't want. Fucking bummer. You definitely have to be paid to be having that bowl cut. Uh poor and uh, I guess it's like it's the 60s, late 60s, so I don't know what they were rocking back then, so maybe it worked. Uh, the part where like uh, she um, runs into um, fucking Tom Chaney mm-hmm. uh, when she gets kidnapped, but like her performance, you can tell the adrenaline just rushing mm-hmm. into her. She's really good, and I mean, yeah, it makes sense. She's older, an older mm-hmm. actress for it, so she had that ability. Because, yeah, she looks young, and so I just thought, like, this is an incredible young actress. Uh, 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 yeah, fucking great performance. Yeah, she's excellent. Yeah. Um, and Glenn Campbell's fine. Yeah. <laughs> He's fine. Yeah, he took that rock really well. He did, yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> fucking... Mur- we'll talk about this next episode. Head caved in. <laughs> yeah, that shocked me. I don't remember that from the remake, but we'll get uh, we'll get into the, that. The endings are the endings are different. Pretty different. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the next one. I um, don't know which one is closer to the book, though, because I've not read it. Yeah, I'm not gonna read the book. There's two movies. Yeah. Why the fuck would I do that? These yeah. they they they, to pe- they already read it for me, and I can just watch that. It's like way less time right exactly (laughs) did you see the shootist i have seen the shootist but that's another one that's like a lot of john wayne i saw when i was pretty young going back to that i bet john wayne gives a better performance in that um because of the nature of that movie probably it was he's a gunfighter dying of cancer and then he died of cancer like right after that yeah he knew he was dying of cancer when he was making it i believe and he's he's way older in that yeah, they literally in the scene where they like the opening of that film, they talk about like they go into the history of this fictional gunfighter and they just show old John Wayne movies. Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, so it's it's uh surprisingly like super meta. Yeah. Also Ron Howard just sucks the joy out of that movie, but that's because so- young Ron Howard is just exhausting. An exhausting right. person. Ron Ron Howard I like a lot of his movies. Boy, is he an unappealing actor. Yeah. No, he made the right pivot. Yeah, he he absolutely did. Yeah. yeah he's smart guy. <laughs> More power to him. <laughs> Good Great narrator. You, he's perfect as the narrator on Arrested Development. Oh, I just yeah. don't need to see him. No, no. <laughs> Nobody needs to see Ron Young Howard. Young Ron Howard. No. <laughs> Ron Not Howard interested. at any age. Nobody needs sure. to see Ron Howard. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we just uh, yeah the voice great, great yeah. voice. Yeah, <laughs> keep your fucking face out of my out of my yeah. shows. Get your goddamn banshee face out of my TV. <laughs> 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 oh, poor Ron. Uh, yeah, I'm coming down hard on Ron Howard. Whatever. 
I don't know. It's he's fine. I know <laughs> he's, he's doing all right. I know he, I know he's a fan of the show, and he's definitely going to hear this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He. I just, don't mean it's just jokes, Ron. I don't mean it. Look, he's doing great. He's riding high off of hillbilly elegy, uh, so he's got that going for him. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing great. You're great, Ron. I want to believe that it was like a Gus Van Sant psycho uh, situation where he's like, fine, I'll jump on this goddamn grenade. <laughs> but I know I that it's so. not. I don't think like so. you watch all of like Ron Howard's filmography. You're like, no, he did this in earnest. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Look, he's Ron Howard. Yeah, that's all he knows how to be is earnest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Director of Ed TV. Yes. Yeah. Look, he can't win them all. That's what we're learning mm-hmm. about Ron. Yeah. Uh, and it's always been that way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you make Apollo 13. Other times you make Ransom. Yeah. Yeah. Both. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you make a classic film and sometimes you make an even more classic Another film. Another classic film. That's true. Like Ransom, Ransom. Was a, Ransom was a weird pick. Yeah. I mean. I don't know how watchable Ransom is <laughs> I don't think we need to discover that in this particular podcast. Let's not. Let's But I on. am curious about yeah. the watchability of Ransom. I will say that. I'm Ransom curious. Um, all right. So we've talked about the plot. We've talked about the people in it. Um, we've more or less talked about the performances. Do you? I guess, I guess the main question is, do you like this film? I do, yeah. And I wanted to push back a little bit more against you on John Wayne not being a good actor. I think well, John Wayne is good at performing he just doesn't have the ability to play too many different kinds of characters yes he's there's a lot of actors like john wayne right he is an action actor yeah he's like uh, arnold he's like arnold like yes, arnold's but good I would, at being on camera but arnold would, only plays a couple of kinds of characters yeah you should watch maggie i haven't watched maggie in a while but i remember being impressed that arnold could play roles like that but I also haven't seen it in a while, so it might be a fucking clown show. Uh, oh, fair, yeah. But like, I I would say that Arnold has better, more range than uh, John I would, Wayne. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, but like, he's. But he is. He's that type. He's a he, Stallone. Although Stallone, I also think of has better St- range. Stallone like, has more range. Uh, Burt Reynolds, let's say. A Burt Reynolds. That's Burt a great. Reynolds. Comparison. Burt Reynolds is like one thing. A late Harrison Ford type. <laughs> Old Harrison Ford, where he doesn't yeah. give a shit anymore. Yeah. What do you uncaring. want me to say? Fine. <laughs> yeah, I we mean, we gotta get those cowboys versus these. Hey, what is this movie? He's got he's got real grandpa charm, where he's got that weird smile, and he looks mm-hmm. like he's gonna give you a noogie. Um, and then he's got that grandpa racism. Uh, Are we talking about John Wayne now? John Wayne. Okay, we're yes. talking about John Wayne. Like, we're not talking about Harrison Ford. No, we? Harrison Ford does not look like he'll give me a noogie. Harrison no. Ford does not give me that impression no. at all. <laughs> <laughs> he'll like. I don't know what he he'll looks give like. Me. <laughs> he'll give you a box full of all of your stuff to take home with you when you leave his house. Yeah, because I will bring my stuff to his house. Yeah. Uh, he might give me like weed. That's true, yeah. Because he no, is I was just, stoned. He's oh, a fuck stoned yeah. man. I, I, I would be too if I was Harrison Ford. Yeah. So all I would do is I would I would be fucking high as mm-hmm. shit flying airplanes. Yeah. 
Look, I've only I've only seen two John Wayne movies. Is my point, mm-hmm. and and just watching this, which is like the height of John Wayne, it was still this just was like man, the end just... of his career. But yeah, oh, okay, it was just like man, he's just barking his lines. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. <laughs> he is very intimidating. Yeah, and it works. Or just he's like large. He's such a big presence. Yeah, it works in the context of this. Um, it it the... works in the context of. of yeah, this genre too. Like it's what's he is so married to his image that it's not weird for me to see John Wayne as a cowboy. It's weird for me to see John Wayne in like 1970s New York. I don't want that. Right. Like, and of course <laughs> Yeah, nobody wants that. Um it would have been amazing if they got him for Blazing Saddles. I know Mel, Mel Brooks offered him a role. Oh man, I wonder. I wonder if it was like the Slim Pickens role. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably in retrospect now that we know more about John Wayne. Probably be- for the best that he wasn't in that movie, but yeah, uh, <laughs> he, he might have been laughing for the wrong reasons. If yeah, he had exactly. Made that movie. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, he does exactly. I I I don't want to get too much into this because. I think yeah. when we discuss the remake, we're definitely going to be comparing the two. I have, yes. I have, I have two questions for the remake, and I don't want to answer them now. I'll okay. just pose them, which right. is that who who works better in the role? Who's the better rooster? Yeah. Well, no, who works better in the role, and which rooster would you rather hang out with? Uh, mm. Those are the two questions I I want later to talk about. Um. So so we'll get we'll get around to that. But we should probably move to our final section. Yeah, no. That sounds good to me. Okay. Well, we did the plot. We talked about the people. We talked mm-hmm. about the performance. So let's talk about the purpose of this movie. What does this movie mean? I I think this is important to talk about because every it, this is going to set up when we talk about the remake and whether or not the remake was a success or what us us what, what the does, remake's mission even was. Yes. What is, how do you define success? Because it's not going to always, always be the same, I don't think. No, not at depending, all. Depending on what movies we watch. But this movie, um, it's called True Grit for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I, I assume the way I interpreted it yeah. is that term basically just means bravery in the, sa- in the face of injustice. Uh, it's like somebody who is just real like they're real uh, yeah like they're the stuff of the earth you know or the salt of the earth rather they're like they're 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 their metal has been like tested and is it is true you know right would you say that it has to do with morality this is a big movie on morality yes it's it's about this girl wants a specific justice Mm-hmm. Um, and she's being a little selfish mm-hmm. for that reason, but she has been wronged and she wants, she wants justice or I guess revenge. Right. And it's like, there's, and there's more to the, the idea of true grit, certainly the way that Maddie defines it, because it, it's also about being upright and being true to your word yes, uh, and being dependable. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, this is like a moral judgment on like capital punishment and stuff like that it's just at the time what she deems to be right which is that this man needs to be brought in and hung and she's going to Mm -hmm. she i I think there's a part of her because you know 
she asks about the b- bounty hunters and Cogburn. They're like, he's pretty fast and loose. He's the meanest. Yeah. yeah she's, and like, she's like, I want him. Yeah. So she knows like this guy could probably be murdered. Uh, I think, like, well, I think it reflects. Yeah. I think it reflects her, sh- the way her attitude shifts. Cause she comes in like, I want the meanest guy. Cause she's mad. Cause the wound is still fresh. Right. Um, yeah, you're then right. She, then she meets Labeef, who is like a different version of that idea. Uh, where he like he looks the part, like we kept talking about. Yeah. Um, if if you saw those two standing next to each other, you'd probably pick Labeef because you're like, well, he's like half Rooster's age, and he he's put together. Rooster's kind of a wreck. Right. Um, but then as she travels with them, she learns that Rooster, even though he's kind of cantankerous not not really that badly though um because he really enjoys her company for the most part yeah um but he calls is, her little sister calls her little sister or sis yeah he is drunk most of the time and he does just kill people like he, he will shoot somebody for any reason pretty much right um he's he has a more flexible definition uh a flexible sense of morality that kind of pushes against her initially. But then yep. as she's, as she's traveling with them, she realizes that Labeef kind of represents a false version right. of, of true grit. Whereas Rooster, even though she doesn't agree with him morally on everything he does, like there's, said, a, she doesn't, there's like a consistency. He's con- he's yeah, he's consistent. He's dependent. He's not a coward. He doesn't, talk shit that he can't back up like he is who he presents himself to be it's just he's he doesn't look the way she pictured it and he she he doesn't have the same moral sensibilities that she expected somebody of that kind of character to have like he really demonstrates his character and labeef kind of demonstrates his lack of character and it's sort of like the idea of well somebody who is who who embodies this idea of true grit isn't is isn't always going to look like the way they're supposed to look in storybooks or the way they look like she's right. she's she's like a pretty pretty big on morality so the way they look in the bible or something you know it's it's he's going to look kind of like this asshole right and <laughs> i would i would argue labeef slowly earns it labeef does yeah labeef's not a bad guy we've been shitting on him a lot well he he's presented as a bad guy i don't, um I in the sense of, that he no, is well i i don't mean evil i mean like a shitty guy like him spanking her and like yeah the, he's the, not he's a creep yeah he's a gross creep he's, he sucks he sucks he is he, sucks. he is possibly uh an evil guy but from what we get from him he's just a shitty guy yeah he just kind of sucks and then at the end he earns her respect but he has to die Mm -hmm. uh and and it's that and that makes sense the whole time of course the truth um of the matter is that like at some point watching this film you realize that the person with true true grit is maddie it's Maddie, yeah. Um, and you realize that early. Like, she's yeah, the they ultimate... Yeah, very clear right out of the gate. Yeah. yeah. And w- I think what the movie is saying, ultimately, is that the idea of true grit, the 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 being, like, uh, not a coward, true to your word, um, mm-hmm. as brave as you can be, do mm-hmm. what you can, um, have some sort of consistent code, um, It it's... 
something you earn at different times in your life and in different conditions. Because Maddie and Rooster cannot be different people, but then you realize that they're extremely similar in yeah. that their their core is they're built from the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, something that Labeef doesn't have. But you, again, you could argue sort of earns something that you see elements of for all the characters. Yeah. Um, including I would I would argue the villains. Um more so more so Ned. I was about to say Ned um mostly because Ned seems to have principles and is like we're not right. going to harm this little girl whereas Tom Cheney is just a drunken coward. Like he man the and thing that he kills him just... at over is so dumb. And it's yeah. supposed to be dumb. The reason Maddie's dad dies. It's like, what is it, like a matter of $6 or something? It's like not, it's like they walk out of a poker game and he's mad and he's just like, you know, don't tell me what to do and like shoots him. Like it's yeah. like a, a drunken argument. And it, at the time watching it's, it, I was like, oof, that's, that's stupid. And then that's the point. Yeah, it's the point. She she stumbles into him going down to the river. And then when she meets him, he's not. He's not like this big booger man. He's just like kind of a fucking idiot. Like yeah. he's like everything happens to me. It's like oh, you're just kind of like a whiny asshole. Right. <laughs> like And again, you, yeah. You're, you're just kind of like irritating. You're not like yeah, like this big evil being she probably built up in her, she has been building up in her mind and then when she finally meets him, he's just like some fucking guy. Right. I would argue that the movie is, is of a time with its moral because it's um, sort of saying that like morals, like morality aside, law aside, um, there's like a good type of person. And that's a person who's principled, who's quote unquote brave. I think it's right and wrong. Like is it, like just simply that. Like, well, yeah, but I would say that yeah, Ned still has it. They they show yeah. degrees of it, mm-hmm. um, even though he's a murderer. Like several of these people are murderers. Um, mm-hmm. So's Rooster. Yeah, so is Rooster. <laughs> like, I guess it's not when we're when we're introduced to him. It's in the middle of a court scene, and going over its testimony, it's very clear he just murdered two guys. Right. Uh, the story he tells is like unbelievable and not supported by the evidence. I, I guess what I'm saying is that <laughs> it, it implies a tier of people um, that transcends like anything yeah, necessarily mm-hmm. where there's like there's cowards and then there's like brave people or moral people. And I think that's a false lesson ultimately. Uh, yes. Yeah. It, it You either have it or you don't is definitely a false yeah, lesson because I think it's La- o- the only person who really like earns it in yeah. the movie. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to fuck up. It's it's natural, um, and like this, yeah. There's the the idea that this character Maddie is just so on the ball immediately in her life is like, yeah. It's it's I don't know. It's a silly idea, but I get again. I get the idea that they're going with is that these people have a specific core that they all share um that she of course has more than anybody else mm-hmm. yeah it gets tested more than anyone's too oh yeah yeah because she's like 
she's like ev- every scene almost is like well she's a teenage girl in, uh, exactly, in this time yeah. and so mm-hmm. like everybody sort of talks down to her and the whole idea is she has to work you know four times as hard yeah uh and she does and at the very end uh uh he he bets on her life which is a funny way of putting it but like he he's just like uh the lawyer comes and is after she's been bit by the a lawyer. Oh, that's right. The lawyer comes. Who is? Did you recognize his voice? No. That's Piglet. <laughs> Piglet from Winnie the Pooh. That's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Piglet he was just comes. in shit. Yeah. He plays Jack the Ripper in a Star Trek episode. Does he? He does. <laughs> that's great. And it's Piglet. Fucking He's saying this Jack the Ripper shit in Piglet's voice. I'm like, this is fucking me up yeah that's fucking that's <laughs> wild yeah that's um john fielder sure uh or Fidler. Fidler. Um, piglet he was in 12 angry men so he's like piglet in he's a too. little piglet he's piglet yeah <laughs> he's piglet you can't um, be piglet and then and not just be piglet for the rest of your life i'm sorry yeah. but he's like this girl's totally gonna die and he's like i'll bet everything i just got paid on her he making bets every it. he bets everything and the cat and the cat. He doesn't <laughs> take the bet. He, the lawyer, Piglet, doesn't take the bet because no, it's, it's more. He's more being uh, funny, but he does it seriously. So it's like you're really betting on her life. But the whole point is that you know he saw this in her. The moment she crosses the water, where he's like, she yes, reminds yeah. me of me. That this is she has what he has, which is that like she's a fighter. You know? Well, it's yeah. He. It's at least apparent that. Oh, she's not just talking. Like, she's not full of shit. Right. She means to do what she said she means to do. Here's, all right, going back to the moral, I think what it is is that this mentality mm-hmm. is often what makes people assholes. Yeah. Oh, yes. This is what, this is like the entire thinking behind the GOP. Like, it's that. It's, oh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to work for what I have. I'm getting ahead. We're not going to give people handouts. They're going to earn it. They, you need true mm-hmm. grit to get ahead. Uh, it's that. Um, this is a really well-told story about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's definitely like the moral is definitely, I think, wrong. Ultimately, it depends. I think you could make the argument that Labeef's character means that this movie isn't necessarily saying that you're either born with true grit or you're or you're or you're not and you that's it uh because the beef no but it's it's, you have to get ahead with this specific uh personality type and it's the i don't take shit from nobody maybe i think it's i think it's more about you can definitely i mean that's definitely valid that is a valid way to look at this movie i should say that um yeah i think this is i don't know if what i'm saying is something that people would get from the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I think the movie's generally positive. Uh, like, I came out of it with a good feeling. But, like, when you really, like, think about it, uh, I think the moral is flawed. Maybe, yeah, I think, it, I think it's, to me, it's more about, like, a general sense of right and wrong. So it's, it, it's less about there's either people with good hearts or people with bad hearts, and you just, you have to not take any shit. It's like, no, you just have to keep doing the right thing and be and keep being true to that and i should say people around you will see that yeah i think it's more that this this is where you start 
to go down a bad road. Oh, the, um, yeah. What, yeah. Yeah. I completely agree that your reading of this movie is valid and is probably the way that many people read this movie. Right. But uh, yeah, I think you're also right that the intention of this film isn't necessarily that. It's It's just to show... I think the main point of this film is to just show this idea that transcends mm-hmm. all these different types of people. Yeah, exactly. Um, this sort of connection. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it isn't. I don't know. Maybe at the time they didn't. They weren't thinking in that sense. They were just like, "This is has appeal because it's about a a little girl teaming up with John Wayne," and that is compelling. Like that alone is compelling, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like a buddy cop way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like, it's either this or we're thinking of doing a dog. Uh, yeah. But we went with this. Yeah. Maybe the yeah, cat. Yeah, the, Maybe they're going to do the cat at first. Sure. He teams up with a cat. That's yeah. what one fucking Art Carney at an, an Oscar. Yeah. Sure. Wait, what? Yes. <laughs> All right, moving on. movie about him going on a road trip with a cat there's a movie about that Mm -hmm. oh man that i mean i guess i'll have to see that yeah you probably should it's an oscar winning movie why why is it oscar winning i don't know dave they probably figured they weren't going to get a chance to give art carney one again oh no (laughs) which i think might have been a little bit from what was behind this movie uh, behind John Wayne winning for this movie anyway because he's fine like he's John Wayne it's he's not any more John Wayne than he was in all of, all of his previous movies oh that was actually going to be a question of mine is this okay yeah I'm sure he's the same in terms of a role that he's playing this felt complex yes um, yeah yeah he couldn't that's why I was like man he can't quite do it uh but it did feel like more complex than what I imagine his other movies are because he does not play uh, a well heroic character in this. He plays like kind of a shitty like the first scene is him in the court just sort of bending the truth. Uh, yeah. And he's he's just like clearly like this old guy who's yeah, uh, got got the drinking problems uh, and is out of shape. And this is about the idea again of him having like because that's the thing is both him and maddie are both kind of like uh physically outmatched yeah and that's at, the point is that they're both at the age where nobody respects you at least in that exactly. way exactly in, in, in most ways actually where people just don't respect you exactly but they both have that true grit they're both they're at two different points in life they're both points where people have written them off but the idea is them both proving themselves to be capable. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, John Wayne is often referred to as a fat old man in this. And so it was like, yeah, this isn't the John Wayne I assume most of his career. Uh, he was like, no. I like I said, this is like the most iconic he is for me. But this isn't, yeah, what I imagine most of his career is. So it does seem like a more complex role for him, the same way the shootist is. Yeah, yeah. It's about dealing with age. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess my question is, is this the most complex role or one of the more complex roles for him? It's, def- it's definitely one of the more, yeah. Okay. 
Like the scene where he's hanging out with the cat is like genuinely endearing. Yeah. No, Uh, it's one of his more interesting characters for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I get it. I get why they gave him the award for this because like you said, they probably were like, yeah, he's on his way out. Yeah. This is probably peak him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about uh, old cowboy with one last fucking adventure in him. Pretty much, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. That's it. Yeah. He's real gritty. He's true gritty. Yeah, he's true gritty. Robert Duvall dies. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Fucking Dennis Hopper. Just uh, like yeah. if you, I don't know if you haven't watched this movie, you should probably check it out. But at least watch Dennis Hopper's scene. Yeah, watch him get stabbed. Yeah, super stabbed, and he has a dramatic death. And again, yeah. it's Dennis Hopper like showing that it's like, oh man, this guy's going someplace. Uh, yeah, he's doing a scene. Yeah, yeah, with <laughs> with John Wayne. fucking John Wayne, who's again, he's like a McDonald's statue. Like he's just like fucking. He's stiff and he does like weird, weird gestures with his fucking arms. And he's like, yeah, he does. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's just John Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> he he does what he knows and he, he's doing it fine. It's great. Yeah. He's leaning into it. Um. All right. Any more thoughts about True Grit? No, I think we've covered pretty much everything. Yeah. So I guess uh, next time you'll hear from us in this in this uh, show, we'll be covering the Coen Brothers remake. Uh, yeah, the 2010 starring Jeff Bridges. And then we'll be doing another movie in its remake. I know what it is already, Tom. You don't. I'll tell you when we stop recording. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, it's exciting, I think. It's oh, going good. to be uh, a lot different. Like you said at the start of this, or uh, I don't know if we were recording, this is an interesting start because um, we've both seen, at this point, the remake of True Grit. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, a little a little hint of what the next episode is going to be. Peak of the next episode. Uh, yeah. This movie is shockingly like the Coen Brothers one. They're very similar. Yeah, it's yes. practically the fucking Psycho They're, remake. Yeah, it's identical. A lot of identical dialogue. Yeah, whereas the next one that we cover, not so much, Tom. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, uh, but until then, thank you so much to Doctor DNA. Yeah, thank you, Dr. DNA. Yeah, I'm very excited to really like get into this uh, mm-hmm. series. Yeah, so, let's do it. Yeah, let's let's do it up, you know? Mm. Let's, get gr- mm. let's get gritty. Let's cover ourselves with grits. Smear grits mm-hmm. on us. Let's call Gritty yeah. the mascot. Uh, Dr. DNA did this through our Patreon. If you're interested, you can go to patreon.com slash unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts on there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a Maniac. We have mm. a tier where you can uh, have your own podcast produced, such as this one. Uh, yes. There's also a We Just Watch tier where you can have custom We Just Watched episodes. There is a tier where you watch movies with us every Friday night. There's all sorts of stuff uh, mm-hmm. you want. It. So many tiers. So many Just tears. Falling like rain. Yeah. Uh, we also have a store, tpublic.com slash stores slash Gamefully Unemployed. We're going to get t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. So check that out. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Check Do it out. Do it. Do. All right. That's it. <laughs> all right. Fine. Bye. 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 <laughs>
That's not my fault. I'm just stating a fact. This guy changes his own motor oil. That's okay. But trashing it here is not. It's not. Ugh.